That's right. That's right. Amen. That's the truth. Praise God. Oh, my. Well, let's keep them in our prayers throughout today and the next week or so. Not just the family, but the church body. Uh, pastoring, and uh, no doubt it takes an effect upon a church. And so let's remember all of them. God would just keep and minister to them, and he will. This is only God can show up in times like this. Do things that man cannot do. Man, I tell you what, he sent angels to minister to our Lord Jesus Christ. He sent special angels, amen, in these times. God bless you. You may be seated. I'd like to take just a minute, though, and welcome, amen. Uh, so good to have Morgan, amen, and Dylan with us. And their son, all the way from Kentucky, <laughs> he listens to us on the podcast. And so... He wanted to come early on vacation to come and be in church with us. And so, see, I'm telling you, we're reaching out way beyond Mississippi. But we're excited about having them with us this morning. Praise God. And we want that little feller, amen, she's going to take him back there. Some of the Sunday school teachers get with him and, and uh, see if we can get him to stay back. Or if, he, if he doesn't want to, that's fine. We, we work with you. We know how it is. So we'll be willing to work with you, I promise you. Amen. It's good to see everybody here today and to give glory and praise unto this God that never quits working. We're, we're his creation. Hey, man, I'm telling you what, to be a product of Jesus Christ, a product, a man of the cross, and then of truth and the Holy Ghost as it works in our lives. Classes, you, you can go. God bless you. I'm sorry. Amen. God bless you this morning. Appreciate our Sunday school department, all the teachers and the task they took on, amen, to train, to instruct, and help our children along the journey. Amen. The world that we're living, the times that we're living, all the many, many voices that are taking place in our lives and our hearts. Hallelujah. But thank God for this truth and individuals that's taken their talents and time and effort to our lesson's going to be instructing us this morning and investing into the kingdom of God. Man, there's so many different ways to invest in the kingdom. And uh, we're glad to be a part of this kingdom. Amen. I, you know, to know about it, to understand it. <clears throat> and uh, it's the greatest thing, the highlight of our lives is church and coming together anytime. It doesn't matter if we have a church or if we're just having fellowship or any gathering, if it's on these properties and grounds and uh, it just highlights it and makes it more important. And so we're just excited about living for God. Man, we believe what we've been singing and talking about. And amen. The miracle worker. The way maker. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, if he instructs us to roll the stone out of the way, he'll give us the strength to do it or send somebody our way. Mary and Martha and them knew they couldn't do it, and they kind of pondered it a little bit. But thank God they didn't let it overwhelm them and keep them from showing up at the tomb. But they just kept on marching and heading that direction, you know, just believing, I guess, and trusting God. That, but you know what? And they showed up that the tomb, the stone was done, rolled away. Amen. God done took care of it. Amen. Man put it there, but God removed it. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's some stones we get in our lives that sometimes it takes God to open and get them out. Amen. To crush them up and move them. Amen. So we, we, we believe God here this morning and appreciate him so much. My part in the kingdom of God. My part. 
Amen. In the kingdom of God. Finding my part in the body. It's the Paul's writings talks about it, likes and likens it unto the body itself. And you can bring that right down to the local assembly. Amen. But this thing's bigger than just a local assembly. But it's as, you know, I'm, I've been making it a real practice here uh, for quite some time. I try to pray for all the churches. It doesn't matter to me what size they are. I pray for the big ones as well as the small ones and the small ones as well as the big ones. I pray for the missionary workers. I don't care what country they're in. Amen. I'm praying God would touch them and God would move upon them and help them. Amen. I want them to have revival. I want them to have, see miracles and wonders and signs. Uh, this thing's not just in Bendale, Mississippi. It's everywhere. God's in the business of saving humanity and delivering humanity. And for the whole, whole church to unite together and join together and bond together. Amen. To get our differences, amen, settled to, at least enough tolerance in there to work, amen, from the foundation, the voice of God, and the way God wants to work, the way God wants to operate. And, and you know what? God doesn't operate always just the same way every time. Well, maybe a little hesitation there. <laughs> amen. But far as we know, that anybody ever touched the hem of his garment. There's no recording of it until the lady of the issue of blood. But from that moment and from that time, others begin to practice it. You know why? They saw results. When you see results, you know what? That's the thing to do. Tried and proven. Amen. And it may not all be just exact as the other one got it, but you know what? There is a pattern. There is a likeness into it. Amen. I just wonder when they started, who come up with the idea of getting aprons or handkerchiefs and Praying on them, send them out. Somebody did. God impressed somebody and God honored it. <laughs> Praise God. You just never know in the working of this kingdom when you talk about investing into the kingdom of God. How, 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 how it works, amen, to see this happen and see it unfold and to take place. It's all about humanity. And it's all about souls and souls being delivered and set free, made whole. That's what it's about. So when you make an investment into the kingdom of God, what, what do you make an investment? How is the best way to make an investment into the kingdom of God? Who's the kingdom of God? Who represents the kingdom of God? Who makes up the kingdom of God? We're serving a kingdom that knows no end. In fact, we're serving a time in the Gentile that the revelator said he couldn't number. Now, there's some faiths out there has got a certain number. They reach him far, and the last time that they took account, they beyond it. <laughs> I don't know what to do with all these that are getting in now. <laughs> Well, maybe that wasn't funny. <laughs> Praise God. But, but you know, it's kind of like a jar or a, a vessel. Once it's full, you pour more into it if you want to. But if it's full, it's just running over. Man, I'm glad we got a hold of something that uh, it's not, it don't have an ending to it. Did you know the book of Acts don't have an amen to it? Did you know there's actually a, a chapter 29? I know there's only 28 written. 
But you know what? There's not an amen to it. So you can be a part of that 29th chapter. We may be in the 32nd or the 45th or whatever, amen, because this kingdom is still being added. Anybody interested, amen, in getting their name in the kingdom of God? Anybody interested in investing in the kingdom of God? It's not a greater investment that you'll ever make than making it in the kingdom of God. And it's not just money either. It's time and talents and efforts. And every time you walk in the highways and the byways and wherever you go, whatever you're involved in, every conversation, you can make investments into the kingdom of God as a vessel of God, as a part of this. That's the reason whenever, just like this morning, when we got to singing that song, and man, we, we, we began to respond to it. Why? Because we know it's true. We know he's a miracle worker. We know that he works in the dark. He works in the night. <laughs> he works in places that we can't see, but God sees. God can open doors that we can't open. God can close doors that we can't close. And God knows which ones needs to be opened and which ones need to be closed. Amen. So, so I'm just glad to be a part of this kingdom of God. Scripture text is actually going to be out of Matthew 14 through 30. Our focus verses is 14 and 15. Very familiar scripture. We've heard it a number of times and preached and uh, alluded to. No telling how many times about these talents and but uh, with the help of the Holy Ghost here this morning, we hope to dig into a little depthness of it and uh, get a little better revelation. Amen. Because could it be that a lot of times I, I've heard statistics talking about saving so much money a day and putting that back. And if you start early enough in your life and put it back, put it back, it amount to so much whenever you get older and things of that nature, you know, and the investments. Uh, uh, you know, God measures a lot different than we measure. And even in this lesson today, you're going to notice a few things, a man that what had been given to them and how what, what they invested. Praise God. <laughs> what did they invest? Think about that one a minute. We'll get, we'll get on it. Hallelujah. Did you know the only thing you can invest in the kingdom of God is what you've been given to invest? I can't invest your talents. I don't have the control over them. They weren't given to me. You can't invest mine. I can't invest your time. It's given to you and you're the master of it. But you can't invest mine. But everything that we name has been given to us. Nobody really has all of the controls over that little era between those two dates. Now, I believe, because I've heard this, and it, it makes me cringe, and most time I just let it slide because most people don't really know what they're saying you know, they, they make this statement, well, it was his number. They, they was, you know, that was their number. It's time for them to go. Well, the Bible says there's certain things I can do to add or shorten them days. God may have had a number of 365, and they checked out at 300 because they didn't invest in the kingdom and obey the kingdom, and it cost them both here and 
You see what I'm saying? So when you don't know the scriptures well enough, you, you, it's things you've just heard all your life, and you just repeat them, and a lot of times you repeat them. And a lot of times when I hear those statements, it's trying to soothe a situation and, and, and calm a situation that they felt like it just shouldn't have, been, shouldn't have happened. Uh, let me get on the focus verses here. <laughs> Praise God. I want to get something going. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man dwelling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods, not theirs. Whose goods did he give? The one that's traveling, one that's going to a far country. That's who. It was in, in the sense and the writing of the scripture here. Money, talents, it's, it's likening it to money, okay? And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, and to every man according to his servant's ability. And straightway he took his journey. He didn't tell them how to do it. He didn't do any of that as soon as he gave it to them. He left. Okay. And it's up to them. Now remember this is a parable. This is a parable of Jesus Christ. It's instructing his disciples. And he's planting some seed. He's preparing them. And helping them how to uh, respond to life. And, and what they're going to invest in. And give themselves into. And, and so there's, there's no doubt a number in many ways to, to do that. And so uh, I. I probably won't go through the lesson part, okay? Um, I'm going to just use some scriptures here this morning. And if you read the lesson, great, I did too. And it was an awesome job. And I may refer back to some of it. But anyway, uh, I'm going to stick mostly with scriptures. I got four pages, and I find it a hard time, amen, to get through those four pages. So I'm going to stick with them. That might help me to get through these at a reasonable time this morning, okay? All right. So the first thing that we look at that uh, the very thing they're going to invest was given to them. It wasn't something they're on. Now, most deals in life, if you go to borrow some money or if you're going to make some investment or if you're asking somebody to make investments with you or for you or on your behalf, you, most of the time you have to give up something or offer something or have something to help balance that out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whenever you go and purchase an automobile, and especially, let's just use this for an example, you're going to go buy, you know, one of these big fancy trucks and and uh, it's a big 18-wheeler. I, I don't think nobody here has got 18-wheelers, so I'm going to use an 18-wheeler. That's a safe thing to do, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to go and buy us an 18-wheeler, and, and uh, we want a brand-new one. Man, we want the top. We want the top, man. We got loads. We're going to haul all over the country, and uh, at least hopefully we do. If we're going to buy an 18-wheeler, sure, we got something planned out, some kind of something lined up. If not, that's the first mistake. <laughs> 
I mean, you can't. I'm sure if you walk in there and walk into the, you know, Peterbilt place and say, hey, man, what's the most expensive 18-wheeler you got? Well, this one here we got in the showroom. Show, showroom, Karen. It's, it's, and I ain't got a clue, okay? So when I throw these numbers out, don't, don't look it up and say, that preacher don't know what he's talking about. I'm telling you ahead of time, I don't know what I'm talking about. So don't go to YouTube and don't waste your time, okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. But it's going to cost $500,000. Now, it it'll pull, you know, 80,000 pounds and, and it'll do this and do that and it's got all these gadgets to it and man it's nice and and then you know you got one right down right beside it or maybe three or four over it's not quite as pretty it don't have many so many whistles on it don't have so many lights you got to keep up with and but you know what it'll pull 80,000 pounds and it'll get you there just like the other one and probably just as fast maybe not as fast but then of course you know there's speed limits so you can't drive it so fast anyway come on I'm helping us already because see, see, people want some investments from God, but they want it on their terms and, and on their limitations. And they don't want no regulations with it. And they don't want no laws with it. And they don't want God and the Word of God to have any control about it. Oh, hallelujah. But I'm telling you, you can get an 18 wheeler cost $500,000. Amen. It runs 200 miles an hour and drive down the same road. It's got a 75 mile an hour speed limit. Or you can buy one. It costs $300,000. They can carry an 80,000 pound load. Amen. It still drives the 75 miles an hour. It's up to us how we how the hell we handle the talents and the gifts that's been given to and who we lend them to and how much control we got. But I'm gonna tell us something right off the bat this morning. If we don't allow the word of God and the Holy Ghost to help us guide and alter them, I tell you we're gonna be in trouble. Now what's so amazing about God? He don't take those talents. Take the gifts from them. There's a lot of gifted and talented people in our world today, but they're not using them for the kingdom of God. They're using them for the wrong kingdom. Did you know the kingdom of darkness would completely just flop if there wasn't a God? The devil cannot coexist, ladies and gentlemen. He really doesn't have as much control as a lot of people. Now, he's a devil. He's a deceiver, and he's the best at it. Okay? But he's not near as powerful as as he can make himself out to be. He's got his limitations. Look at Job. He didn't even want to talk about Job. You know why? Job knew how to walk inside. You know, we talk about the hedge that God put around him. <laughs> but it's up to Job to stay inside the hedging. <laughs> Regardless of how blessed he was and how rich he became and how famous he became, he stayed inside the framework of the hedges. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. We should never let money positions Nothing, amen, to pull us outside the hedges of the word of God and the blessings of God. I tell you, I can be rich and famous inside the hedges and more rich and more famous inside the hedges than what I can outside the hedges. I don't care how many billions of dollars they're offering us or that I'm making. I'm blessed. I'm far more blessed, amen, inside the hedges of God. So Job didn't use or allow 
his talents, his skills, his ability as a businessman. Bible called him the richest man in the East. Bible ta- tells us that he was known by the young and old and his ability to speak into their lives, to instruct them and help them. Now, we know as the time went on, some of them mocked him and made light of him because, because the other side of that story is a lot of people don't understand whenever God lets the hedge down and let the devil start attacking and tearing a loose. Even though God was getting the blame, God wasn't doing it. It was the devil. God allowed the devil. You, do it, you attack him ever how you want to attack him. The season you want to attack him. Now you can't touch his body the first go round. But watch what he done. He let him to take it, all of his riches, his family. And I'm talking about, you know, anybody ever felt like, man, I'm getting overwhelmed? Anybody ever felt like you got to multitask? We didn't hear those terms to what, 10, 15 years ago when we started getting all these gadgets? You didn't have to be too multitasking, you know, 60 years ago. When all you had was old Merle in front of you. Come on, girl, pull it. <laughs> you didn't have all these other flashing things going on. and <laughs> Even these automobiles. <laughs> some of those things, it's nice to mash that button and that window fall. But there's some other ones, see, man. And they found out, they figured some of that out. Hey, man, all these knobs just way over here and down. So what they do? We started positioning them up on the steering wheel so you don't have to look off. And now we got gadgets and we can hook around our ear and poke it in. And we got bigger screens and we got better position screens. And because we're on, we're, on, we're on the road, buddy. We're doing 80 miles an hour. <laughs> well, well, they're about. <laughs> Amen. Down the highway. And there's a lot of things that can distract us. And, and in that distraction, amen. I'm going to tell you something. The devil's after your talents. Amen. God, the devil didn't give them to you. But he's a thief. And, and he's a robber. And he don't have none of his own. And he can't create none. There's only one true creator. There's only one way maker. Hey, everybody and everything else is a thief. But whatever you you start investing in the kingdom of God for the purpose of God. And it doesn't matter if you're a welder. It don't matter if you're a carpenter. It don't matter if you're a plumber. It don't matter if you're a housewife. It don't make any difference. Hallelujah. The talent you got, amen. You can invest them into the kingdom of God. Woo! We still need some good housewives to raise our babies in the abomination and the nurture of the Lord. Hallelujah. They don't have to impress Hollywood. Plus Holy Ghost. <laughs> so to, to start with, we understand where the goods came from. The opportunities to, to be of God. Now you know when I'm, when I'm talking about gifts. We make the statement sometimes. And they're gifted. And some people are more gifted than others. And, and, and you know, it just depends and... And you know what? Sister Beef made mention about Brother Roberts here this morning. He was a great singer, preacher, pastor, multiple things. And uh, 
gifted, used of God. They cut some CDs and things of that nature. Reminded they used of the Lord. And, uh, but he used them for God. Used them for the Lord. And, you know, that music department is a good, a good example of being, making sure you use your talents for the kingdom of God. You talk about a, a luring power out there. There is money and fame and, and it's sometimes individuals that, you know, they make the statements, well, they, they finally got, you know, and I don't know enough about it to say this, but if it's according to what kind of style of music you want to get caught up in and pulled into, but, you know, you got producers that knows the right people, knows the right, and they hear of these individuals, and come on, you got scouts, you got scouts that goes all over this countryside looking for individuals that comes out of the woodwork somewhere that nobody knows about. They visit these little country high schools. They're looking for that individual that nobody knows anything about. Of course, with technology today, and it's good and it's bad, but with technology today, it's shortened that trip up some now. Amen. All you got to do is get on... Uh, YouTube, Facebook. I know we'll let Hesed on that one, but <laughs> man, you'll get to see all kind of stuff and be introduced to all kind of people. And everybody's looking for followers today. Has anybody ever YouTube Jesus? I might do that after service, just see what happens. We might be shocked. We might not. I don't know. You know why you don't YouTube Jesus? I got something that's more, more qualified and accurate than YouTube. It's called the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. And technology and the devil and nobody else can twist and distort it unless I allow him. Oh, there's something abiding on the inside of this orphan vessel that always witnesses with it. That always says, hey, that's all right. That always can put a check mark by. But when it don't, there's something frozen. goes to flying up in me. I don't care what people think about it either. When that Holy Ghost goes, eh. I'll fix, fix say something right here. There have been some times where I'm thinking, God, I wish I wouldn't like that. I knew it'd go over about that way. <laughs> but when you become the watchman, you'll find out. You can't believe everything. And I promise you there are some spirits that's warring in the day that we're living, in the time that we're living. In fact, well, I'm going to move on from that. I'm going to move on. But so there's, there's multiple talents. Time has changed them. What do you mean by that? At one time, in the church itself and across our land, what were some of the greatest needs in the beginning of the Pentecostal movement? And so we would start our, our churches and possibly in just little homes storefronts didn't own an acre a lot of times maybe little countries little town cities and and the, the council that was there would be against it and man 
people were physicians and money would be against it. And they would do everything they could to try to keep it from finding a place. And how many stories have you ever heard that a piece of ground that wasn't for sale and wasn't going to be for sale? And, but that was an ideal place for a church. And the preacher was moved upon about it. And they got to praying about it. And, and down the road somewhere, somebody began to all of a sudden, the doors began to open. And that property came up for sale. Hey, God to do things. God got to do things. I, I'm going to tell you something just to show you how God will work. And I'm, that's the only reason I'm going to tell you this. Cause I hadn't even thought about it. But just to show you how God will work. Now, folks, I'm still learning. I'm learning. <laughs> but I don't know for whatever reason, but I remember one Sunday morning. Brother McCain, Brother Terry McCain was here. And um, most of you know that he parked in the back. And uh, it was one of those times he was turkey hunting. And so he had actually spent the night here. I remember coming in. You know where I parked. And I pulled in there. And, he, and it just something just went over. He said, you're going to drive that truck one day. Well, and I just, that's just, you know, I just, that went. That's far as it went. You know, I, I didn't think no more about it. I just kind of let it, you know, whatever. And, and you know the story, Brother McCain, how he passed off. And uh, so I'll be honest with you. When that happened, I thought, well, if it comes available, I'll. But I wasn't telling nobody. When I said I wasn't telling nobody, I wasn't telling nobody. <laughs> I mean, because, well, I know how people think. So it's best thing me not tell nobody. He wants that thing for nothing. He wants to get the best deal on it. Blah, blah. Anyway, so... Uh, I just left it alone. And then I heard that his grandson was going to get it. And so I said, okay, well, all right, maybe wasn't nothing to that. Well, y'all know the story about my other truck, too. The devil got on that. No. <laughs> y'all know the story about that thing. Hallelujah. Brother Cole, I hope the devil's not on it. Cole Davis has got it. We better pray him off at that. And anyway, no, I'm just, but y'all know the story yet. He put $7,000 in it, kept tearing up. And hey, on that particular morning, man, I done had it worked on. New motive done this, done that, all kind of stuff. And had a guy just tried something on it, and he had just called me. I'm talking about it. I hadn't even hung up. I hadn't even got off the phone with him a few seconds. Man, I, and I remembered, I was sitting right there in front of that hardware store. I done walked out of the hardware store, sitting out there on the beach when it was on the left hand side. Man, I was so whatever over this truck. And, and uh, so I'm just sitting there, and Brad Ford calls. He said, hey, you still interested in his truck? I said, I thought the grandson. He said, well, he's not going to get it. He said, actually, they got it down there at the car lot for sale. I said, for right now? He said, I'm, I'm very interested in it right now. And he said, well, I said, nope, you call them. You tell them I want it. I'm going to pay the price they're asking for it. Don't take one penny off of it. I'm driving it. I plan on driving it. I'm planning on driving it. Somebody else may. Hopefully nobody else has. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope nobody plans to run over it. I hope none of this other. But I'm planning on driving it until it don't drive anymore. Okay? But I'm just giving you. So what are you talking about? Hey, listen to God. When you make investments in God, God sometimes will move upon you. Think that seems like a million miles and absolutely impossible to transpire, take place. But God's in the business of planting seeds. But He's in the business of planting that seed of good soil. Good soil, let the seed come up. And God's got a season. It's not by man season. God's got a season. It may be three months. It may be three years. It may be thirty years. But I'm telling you, if He plants it in the good seed, or puts a good seed in good soil. It'll come to pass. It'll happen. Why? Because somebody allowed it to put some investment in him. 
So that's how this works in the kingdom of God. When you make investments into the kingdom of God. And uh, it, it may vary for what it might be. But let's look at some of this. Let's go to start with through Ephesians 4 and 8. Wherefore he saith. I'll tell you what, let's back up a verse. But to every one of us is given grace. We're saved by grace. Grace is given to us. If you look up the term grace, actually, it's charisma. Grace also means gifts, talent, abilities. Paul makes it clear unto us that I am what I am by the grace of God. He wasn't just talking about being redeemed or saved. Uh, it's by the grace of God that we overcome sin. That's what grace is all about. It, it instructs us. It's, uh, it gives us guidance of, of, of having that grace or ability or strength or energy. Amen. To, to uh, accomplish things and achieve things. You, you know what I'm talking about. When you see individual, maybe you've been tussling with something or, or maybe somebody else was wrestling with tussling. And, but you had an insight and you was gifted. And you walked up there, man, got your hands on it just in a few minutes, man. It just fell in place. And, and they look back and say, you should have showed up two hours ago, you know, you know, because just, you see what I'm saying? So grace, grace of God has been given to all men. Now watch this. And when he moves from that, he says, but to everyone of us is given what grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So this grace is an empowerment, a man, and an outworking of what? Of the spirit of God. That's what this grace does. It's, a, it's, it's an empowerment. That's what the Holy Ghost and due power and an outworking. So this is how it's felt. So when we go out in the highways and the byways, even here this morning, that's when it's so important when we're singing our own songs and we're hearing our own songs, we need to respond to it. You know what? Because it may be somebody else. It's just in the congregation that, that really maybe this is the first time they've heard it. and First time they're being introduced to God and, and the power of God. And You know what? They're going to watch our expressions and they're going to watch how we respond to it. And, and if we sing it like we don't really believe it and, and we as a likeness of responding to the words of it and, and the lyrics of it and what it's telling us like just sung this morning, amen, that, that God works in the night. Amen. You know what? I believe that. You know what? Because I've experienced that. Hallelujah. You know when you begin to even on a Sunday morning when our bodies is an hour late getting here. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. It's, it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock, but the body says, hey, we're supposed to be just showing up. Well, no, we've been here an hour. But, but thank God you made it. But, but when we begin to respond that way, what happens? Hallelujah. They begin to notice that. They begin to observe and say, man, they believe this song. And if we work for this one and it work for that one. And it creates an atmosphere. Amen. Why? Because the grace of God is manifesting itself. The grace of God, amen, that liberates and delivers and gives us abilities and powers to do things and operate in manners and ways. And it's no better place, amen. And I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit here. Amen. By this grace, as each one of us is given that measure of grace. But when every one of us comes in with well, what measure we got, amen. One may have one, one may have two, one may have five. But when you bring that amount in and it begins to multiply and manifest itself, glorifying the head, I'm telling you, there's a power of that grace that falls upon this place, an anointing that'll fall upon this place. Even though we may have the grace, that anointing, that anointing helps us to do things that we really don't have the power and ability of on ourselves to do it. It's not us that's doing it, but he that working through us. He's the one that gave us the gifts to start with. He's the one that gave us the goods to start with. And what we're trying, amen, to multiply is his goodness. It's his. That what we're trying to multiply is his kingdom. What we're trying to multiply is his love. It's not my love. It's not my kingdom. It's not my ability. It was all given to me. I didn't earn none of it. I didn't deserve none of it. 
Get a little idea what I'm talking about? That's the reason it's so important we walk in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Every day of our lives. That's the reason the Bible God told us that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Because we're representing something that's so powerful and so beautiful. And so he moves on from that and he says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up, talking about Jesus now, on high he led captivity, captain gave gifts unto men. Gifts. I, 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 I saw a picture yesterday. I'll use welders here for just a second. Man, they got to naming certain ones and he was gifted in welding and stack them in there like dimes and all this. And now we got our part to play. But I'm here to tell you, unless there's some grace or some gifting with it, it won't never happen. That's true in all walks of life, all skills. Now, we don't have a big problem receiving that out in the work world. But it's still true in the ministry, in the spiritual realms of God. And Paul writes unto us and lets us know that. Everybody doesn't operate the same and at the same level. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's look at it a minute. Eleventh verse. Drop down to eleventh verse. He gave some apostles, some prophets, evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the protecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for edifying of the body. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. We got a goal. We got to, we got to play. That's the reason the fivefold ministry. Perfecting, edifying, building up. Amen. Completing. We're made complete in Christ, but the completeness has not been experienced in its fullness yet. What do you mean, man? We have a measure of the Spirit, a down payment of it. It's in earthen vessels. But the inheritance and the fulfillment and completeness of Christ is going to be when we receive that glorified body and we depart from this life. And we attain the new world, the new earth, the new heaven. And there'll be no devil. And there'll be a place, there won't be no tempter. And we'll walk and be as he is. Okay. That's the reason the church is so important, not just to the community, but to one another. I can't survive without the church. I can't survive without you as my brothers and sisters. No more than one member of my body that separates itself from the body can survive. I don't care how big it is, how powerful it is, and how important it is. It cannot survive outside the body or, or severed from the body. Got to stay connected. Not just for the blood, but for that grace and that ability. Because I don't have enough of, of God's giving, regardless of how many talents I've got. I may be, or you may be, or somebody may can play every instrument on the platform. But he can't play all of them at the same time. I don't care how good he is. 
He cannot play the keyboard, the drum, the bongos, the, the bass drum, and he play the tamarind, blow the trumpet, and sing the song. But God's grace and talent as it falls upon individuals, and they begin to, with, with skillful hands, and with the anointing of God and the power of God upon them. There's been more people, I hate to put it this way, but it's kind of the truth. The, the devil has stole more people out of churches. He couldn't raise them. I, I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost here. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, uh, but you know what? Rock and roll would probably never existed had it not been a church. Country music would have never, never been born and known anything about it had it not been for some apostolic churches and Pentecostal movements. Amen. It began to, began to transpire and take place and, and birth itself. And the devil began to pull them out and lure them. And, and from that, amen, they began to raise children in that atmosphere and use those talents and skill. Because those talents and skill, come on, how many can you in, in this house can witness them? Amen. There's a family of singers or a family of instrument players or, or families that's skillful in one area or another. Doctors and lawyers and electricians and plumbers and hardware owners. That works in the same way in the spiritual realms. <laughs> sure does. Why? The grace of God, the gifting. I know we don't do this very much anymore. But in the Old Testament, by laying on of hands, they would transfer anointing and giftings to the next generation. Knowing that Solomon himself could not do it. David, some of his last words, and we may talk about that toward the end. Uh, I've got to try to, no doubt, speed up here. So as we look at this, he gave some for all that. Okay, so let's look. Gifting. Go to Mark. Who, who's doing the giving here? Who is who we're talking about in the beginning of our, our, our lesson here? When you go to Mark 13 to 34, it helps us understand it's the same writing. So he, he enlightens us for the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey. So we understand so much Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one that's taking the far journey. Jesus Christ is, is the one that's given the gifts through Jesus Christ. All things. We live, move, have our being. Brother Ford mentioned that already here this morning. Who left his house and gave authority to his servants. Folks, we got some authority that uh, the world doesn't really have. Amen. It, 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 again, it's by this grace it was given to us. He gave us this authority to use his name, to use his word, to use his gifting and his spirits. And to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch and watch ye therefore. For ye know not when the master of the house cometh at evening or midnight or cock crow in the morning. And suddenly he's going to show up. And, and what? Find you sleeping. What shall I say unto you? I say all, all. Now notice that. To you all. Amen. To the watch. The hour of watch. So why is all this so important? Because each one of us with every gift and the gifting and the grace of God. Now we know the scriptures done taught us everybody's been given what a measure of grace. Amen. Everybody has what a measure of faith. Everybody's been born into the kingdom of God both by water and spirit. Amen. There is a responsibility with that call. There's a responsibility to the kingdom of God. There is no such thing that anybody just freeloads. 
Not, not in the eyes and the judgment of God. Amen. The scripture is going to make it very plain. Amen. And, and, and if I don't get to it, let me just say this ahead of time. Amen. In Revelation, in Paul's writings, uh, that every man and every individual is going to give an account for the deeds and the words that's done in this body. We're going to give an account. And so the gifting that we've been given, the talents that we've been given, amen, and how we, we apply ourselves and give ourselves. And I understand some of it, amen, falls into the area, amen, as we allow it to cultivate. And the fruits of the Spirit are not their package deal, but they don't just happen automatically. It depends on the soil. It depends, it depends upon the response of the soil, amen, and how you give yourself unto that soil, amen, and give yourself unto it by by teaching and preaching, amen, and living for God, and we want to be a soul winner, and so one of the greatest tools that you and I can use, amen, to be a soul winner, amen, you know one thing I would do, and I, I'm, I'm really convinced, and I got some young men that's already went and bought some, and, and they're getting engaged up, and they're getting, you know, starting to study, and they and Bible studies, one of the greatest things, it'll bless you, just learn it, just learn it, you, you may not at this present time say, well, I don't ever plan on giving a home Bible study, but I'll tell you what, why don't you just invest in the kingdom of God, and buy your chart, and buy your manual, amen, and start studying it. It'll help you. Amen. Start learning it. Because when you start learning it, it'll help you with your witnessing. And first you should know, you know, you never know. That very soul that you've been working on the last six years all of a sudden said, you know what? I'd like to have a Bible study. What you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna call my pastor. God wanted you to win that soul. God gave you that field. God gave you talents and grace and an opportunity. Amen. The shepherd can't win it. Sheep get sheep, honey, not the shepherd. The shepherd can't get all the sheep. I shouldn't. If we're not careful, you know, there's a whole lot to our talents than just up here. I don't want to wait till I get up here and then I want to get excited about Jesus. I mean, I want him to show up some magical way. I ain't talked to him since, you know, Wednesday night, but show up, Jesus. Get us out of this bind. Now, I do pray that a lot of times, I promise you. <laughs> it ain't, but I pray that as much on Thursdays as I do. <laughs> and Fridays. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, God will work for us. God will help us. God will help us with, I'm going to tell you something. He'll help you with a little bitty things. At work. You got some situations. Hey, don't ever be afraid. Don't worry about what them bosses everybody says. Hey, man, if you find something real hard, say, you know what, I think I'm going to pray about this. Lord, you help us here. Man, God, we need some help. We, we need some direction. You know what? God will help you. And you know what? And all of a sudden, that boss will start looking at you different. First, you should know, they'll come and sit in your chair. I've had them do this. I worked at Ingalls. They come sit in your chair. Man, I, I don't know what's going on. Who's on your side and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. But I need some help and I need some favor. Amen. It's not in the chair. Amen. It's the one that's in my heart. Amen. It's the one that's in my mind, my spirit. It's called Jesus Christ. Amen. That the way everybody else wants to push to the side. Amen. Until they get in trouble. Until they get in storms. Until they get in situations. And they want to come running. No, I'm telling you, he's a God that's good. I have on board all the time. I don't care how fair the weather is. I don't care how much money I got. I don't care how good my health is I don't care how many of my loved ones are saved I don't care how everything's going he's still good and I'm on board all the time I've never reached a place so blessed and I don't need Jesus I said I've never been so talented I've never been so blessed and I didn't need Jesus I need him on board hallelujah because if he's not on board all oh, oh, that's going to shipwreck uh, so as we watch him 
another place in Luke 19, it, it calls him the nobleman, a certain nobleman. So we got a good idea here, amen, who he's talking about when he talks about this. Uh, amen, as a son of man, as a nobleman, amen, and so the, the, when it goes off in far place and the gifts that's going to be given. So now let's go back to Romans 12 and 6. Having then gifts differing according to what? This is Paul's writing to the Roman church. Watch him. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. When it comes to gifts and talents, the grace is not the same. The abilities are not the same. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that everybody don't need to get on board and make investments. This is one thing we learned from the five and the two. You don't read anywhere in the parable where the one with the two talents got mad because the one had five and he doubled his five. Neither did I read in the parable when he took the one from the one and gave it to the one with the, the guy with the two. He didn't say nothing about it. The Bible says and taught us a man to be what? Be content with what? Food, water, raiment, and knowing that Jesus Christ won't forsake us. So I ought not stay up at night time threatening, worrying because I don't drive what somebody else is driving. God, are you telling me that, that it ought not keep me up at night time that I'm not living in the house like... <laughs> God, are you telling me that, that, that that's not a measuring stick that you love me more than or you love me less than you love them? God, are you telling me that my little bit of talent, I know I don't paint you as well, but right now we need, amen, a, a piano player. and It may not disqualify somebody else, but God, I'm willing to give what I got. And I'm going to let the one be buried in the sand. I'm going to dig it up out of the sand, and I'm going to use it. If I'm going to use it for anybody, I'm going to use it for the kingdom of God. I'm sure not going to let the world have it. I'm sure not going to let the devil have it. I'm sure just not going to put it in a napkin and put it in the sand. But God, if you'll help me by your grace, amen, even with this one talent, I believe I'll dig it up and I'll use it. And I'll use it without jealousy. I'll use it without envy. I'll use it without judging. I'll use it, amen, quit calling myself with everybody else. Okay, what if every preacher had to be a Floyd Odom? Or you couldn't preach. Every preacher had to be a Larry Booker or you couldn't preach. Or Nathaniel Wilson. What if his whole church was just like you? <laughs> I promise the music department some trouble. We would be in trouble. <laughs> We'd get some of that canned music. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but when we get to heaven, <laughs> y'all going to have to move over. <laughs> I'll let y'all preach. <laughs> but I'm going to play and sing that new song. I don't know how many instruments is going to be there, but if God allow me, I'm going to play every one of them. Hallelujah. First million years singing that new song. Hallelujah, singing and loving and worshiping God. And I ain't going to have to worry about somebody questioning my worship. Hallelujah, if it's just a little too wild or too old-fashioned. I ain't got to worry about somebody. If it's too much this or a little too much of that.
I want to use my talent to do one thing. Glorify God and the kingdom. Watch this. It's not about me. It's about blessing the body. That's what these talents is all about. It's blessing the body. Amen. If, if my talents become self-centered, that's kind of like, you know, well, being that cocky one, they ain't going to have church till I get there. That's right, because until the devil shows up, we don't. I'm sorry. I didn't say that, did I? Hallelujah. I'm just kidding. Amen. Having then gifts different according to the grace of God is given to us. Where the prophecy let us prophesy to what? According to the profession, proportion of faith. So you know what he's telling him? Everybody's not going to prophesy the same. It hinges on the proportion of faith. What God inspired you to say. If God didn't inspire you, don't try to impress people and add to it. But don't cut it short either. What God's inspired you. Say it, speak it by faith. <laughs> Our ministry, ministry here actually means practical service, servant, whatever it might be. <laughs> if you do have, if we have to pull, blow the parking lot off, off three times in the last 24 hours, <laughs> man, sometimes, no, I ain't gonna say that. He might do it. Boy, it'd be nice to get rid of them oak trees. At times, they pretty much like them. Y'all like them oak trees? Y'all want them to stay? What day y'all want to come blow off the parking lot? Boy, I was setting y'all up, wasn't I? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> all those things count. Anybody know some new lights that got put on the building? We're going to get some put out here too, right? It ain't out there, is it? It's going to be. Oh, that's part of it. Don't you ever think God overlooks that. What's this? Not just this local assembly. You can do it. Now, now look, I, I know most of the time, here's how we handle this most of the time. This is how we handle this. And I know the scriptures. Widows, orphanets, and Strangers. Got Israel in trouble a lot. You go back and read it. Not handling those three group of people godly got them in trouble. Be careful how you handle a stranger. In fact, the New Testament goes a little step further. It says you may be entertaining an angel. Now, I really don't believe God's angel is going to come looking like, you know. In fact, most descriptions I've heard of people talking about there was an angel and they said you is an angel, you know. <laughs> Most time, military style, things of this nature, uh, statue and appearances. Uh, but but what's this? I know that's the way we lean most of the time, and that's where we gain a lot of the glory. It's when we help those three, and that's right. Don't take this wrong. But you know what? If God moves upon us and somebody's got just piles of money, but God moves upon you just to be kind to them, to show them the love of Christ, and you do it for them. God works in mysterious ways. And God knows the heart. Huh. In other words, 
I don't think we should take advantage of people just because they got a lot of money. That's just as wrong as taking advantage of somebody that's in a bind and, and you beat them out because they're in a bind. That same spirit works the same way when they got a lot of money and you charge double and three times what it's worth because you know they got the money. Now, I'm talking about service here. Service. So, if I'm going to do it for this and for this, I'm going to do it for this and over here the same. Why? Because I got a boss. I got a master. I'm invested into a kingdom that goes way beyond money and the favor of men and the reward of men. (laughs) And so, as he watched this ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exalteth on exhortation, and he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. That means with great liberty, a man with generosity. Give it. Don't give it begrudging. Give it. Give it. Move to God. Fill it from God. Hey, I'm just giving. Folks, I've given I've give folks some money that, uh, uh, that didn't meet a lot of people's qualifications. I do it sometimes, you know, just, you know, just show the love of God. Sometimes I tell people, hey, God's blessed me. God's blessed me. It's the reason I'm able to bless you and help you right now. Somehow we could just get you persuaded that if you could turn, if I could get you to turn to God, God will help you. God will bless you. Corinthians writes about it, too, to a certain degree. Concerning the spiritual gifts. And he talks about the diversities. And, and for time's sake, the fourth, fifth, and sixth chapter talks about diversity of gifts, difference of ministration, and diversity of operation. So they don't all up from one Lord, from one Spirit, from one God. But they don't all operate identically. And that's normally what happens. <laughs> When it's not the way that we think it ought to be. Well, I'm really feel the. Let me ask you something. People that's been taught wrong doctrines, but out of, out of this book. But they never really sat down and read the book. They never really heard it. So they're just depending upon what was across their, their spiritual leader. And grandma done it. Mama done it. Now, I haven't been to church in 40 years, but if it was good enough for. And, and what's this? And this is the way grandma done it. And if, if, and, and if anybody made it, grandma made it. Are you listening to what I'm fixing to say? They allow that to be a doctrine, a man, to dictate the outcome of their souls. Because it, doesn't, it matches what they have preconceived and been thought. Watch this. If we're not careful, everything that God operates and how he operates and, 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 and perform things, amen, if it's not just like this one and just like, just like, you know, just. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, I'll give you an example. There was a time that we was preached in hell if we had a, if we, any videos. Now we got in most of the churches. 
What happened? When did, when did it all of a sudden? Or, or could it be that now God, I'm going to use my good friend back here, this podcast is how you heard about us. So this is what balance. We've got to get back in balance. Everybody's not going to do just identically alike. Okay? That's what he's talking about here. And so that's the same way with these talents. Now watch this. He didn't give the one with five. He gave to each one to their servable ability. Here's what we got to watch. And thank God for education. And you know I wish I had a whole lot more of it. And I'm praying those that we're bringing up, I'm praying for them. I pray for our babies and I pray for these children daily. When they go to school, that they'll learn. They'll have the ability to learn and have the desire to learn. That God would bless them. I want it to. But I don't, ever, I don't want to ever get to a place, amen, that they allow education. And the pathway of education trumps God and living for God and worshiping God. I don't want them to walk in here when they get in in junior high and places like that and say, preacher, I'm sorry, I can't make it on Wednesday nights. I got this test and I got that test and I got this to do. No, I'm not going to put none of that before God. I'm still going to come to the house of God and trust God to help me. Amen. End these deals. I'm going to keep that in the right perspective. I'm going to keep that in the right balance. And I want them to make 100 as bad as they do. They may not believe that, but I do. I want them to make hundreds. I, I pray for you parents. I wish all your kids were just ace, you know. They come in for homework. They didn't have to worry about homework, man. They got this thing. It'd make you look good. It'd make us look good. That's the grace of God. I'm going to tell you, that'll be the grace of God. <laughs> That's the grace of God. If you don't believe it. Some of you that don't have none, I want you to come and do Anlin's homework sometime. Read some of them questions. and She's in the first grade, and you look at it like, <laughs> well, I sure don't want to be embarrassed to you, but what in the world are they talking about? <laughs> don't have a clue. Don't, don't make, you know, gifts, talents. That's what they are. And, 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 and let's, but here's the deal, working together, praying for one another. All of it for what? Edifying the body. Glorifying the head. That's what the grace of God's about. Edifying, building, strengthening, encouraging one another. Huh. Amen. Uh, I, I, man. The Apostle Peter talks about it too. In 1 Peter 4. Using hospitalities one toward another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as what the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. Think about that one a second. God gives it. If anything upsets me, it's individuals that's very gifted, memorizing, having insight with words, and very skillful. 
and they want to get up here or any other place and use terms that they know good and well that maybe 3% of the congregation can understand. And they want to look down on the rest and everybody else like you're a bunch of dummies. First thing I want to tell them, first of all, that gifting come from God. Because the James said, all good things come from above. You was gifted. You take doctors and nurses and medical fields and these areas. So there's some gifted people to be able to really operate in those realms and places. Nowadays, you can get into the welding department and places like that, the different types of metal and all the different restrictions and things. Some you gifted. Carpentry work, electrical work. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Gifted. But you know what? Always remember this. I was gifted with this to bless the kingdom, to invest in the kingdom. So when I'm blessed and I'm making this good money, you know what I'm going to do? It's just as important as though you're the Sunday school teacher. Any, why? Because I'm going to bless the kingdom with my giving, with my sacrificing. I'm not going to let it rule me. I'm going to rule it and I'm going to give. I'm going to sacrifice. And I'm not going to say nothing about this one or that one. Because you've got to watch how it's measured here. Now, the, the writer talks about it, and I know my times are now. The writer talks about it toward the end of the lesson how that he takes from the one that had the one and what he had and gave it to the one that multiplied and went to 10. And the writer talks about it. You and I, as the way we think, well, that didn't seem fair. I mean, come on. You took from the very least because we like, we like to play it the other way, don't we? We like to see the underdogs win. We like to see, amen, those that don't have nothing and, and you know. But the way God measures things, the way God looks at things and how he brings it out. But I'm going to tell you something, and I know a lot of this I didn't get to cover, but, but a lot of this is, it's up to us. Some of this is up to us, to what we give ourselves to. Reading of the word of God, praying, talking to God. Man, I've, I've done more in the last year or so trying to encourage people, call on the Lord. He's there. Just because you're not having a church and you can't just gather as a church. I'm telling you, God, the spirit of God, and through the spiritual realms, amen, God still can connect us. And God can still, we can feel strength from one another to pull through circumstances and pull through situations. Amen, by prayer, the power of prayer, the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen, God sees, God sees this and praying that, and praying that, and they join together, amen, in prayer. And the Holy Ghost of God, guess what? Who's in the midst of that? Who's working through the channels of that and the powers of that? Hey, all of this is gifts, amen, intercessory prayer, amen, and talking to God being woke up at whatever time amen, and moved upon whatever time it is and you said all that, and you go to pray and you go to intercede for, for something else or some situation, you may not even know nothing about it, and God may not even reveal it to you until somewhere down the road, and somebody begins to talk something began to transpire or take place and all of a sudden, when was that, what day was that, what time was that, and you, you're able to put it right back to that time that God moved upon you, about praying, about intercede that's all part of the kingdom of God that's what makes this kingdom so powerful. Amen. It's just not when we get in here and our services on Sunday morning and Sunday nights and Wednesday night. But I'm telling you, it goes out in all the times and all circumstances and all situations when we're praying and interceding, crying out and bonding together, buying together, believing in one another, lifting up one another. Amen. Saying, God, I want you to bless them. I want you to strengthen them. You know what? Because if you're blessed and strengthened, that's going to help me. We just become all stronger. We all benefit from this. And I'm not talking about just in money here. I'm talking about spiritually. 
everything that you spiritually conquer and overcome, that's something that's going to help me. It's going to help me. It's going to help me to overcome it and be victorious. We can stand. I know my times. You know, the writer wrote it up, and he talked about it, especially the one with the two, and he likened it unto different type of trades, and I've talked about that. And so as, as we begin to really understand some of this, we, we begin to understand, amen, what we have received and how we can be a blessing. Uh, you know, it amazes me, take for instance, some young boys. You could take some 13 and 14-year-old boys that really gets into it to mechanics. I mean, it blow your mind. Their ability of, of doing certain things in the mechanical world. And I'm not a mechanic. I hate it. I, I don't want nothing to do with mechanic. And if it, you know, if it'll just crank and run, you know, I, it don't have to look so fancy. <laughs> not to me. If it'll just crank and run. You know, if them pretty trucks, I tell you right now, pretty cars or pretty SUVs, I don't nobody think I'm picking on nobody. But if that dude gets to tearing up, I'm ready to get rid of it. I don't care if it's the only one in the, in the country. <laughs> if that time I got to go out there, I got to raise the hood and I got to do this. And, and uh, I go out there and get in that little thing that nobody's impressed with. But boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I'm talking about right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And so, for who maketh thee to differ from another? What hast thou that thou didst not Receive. Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? You see what Paul's writing? That's the reason he's warned us don't boast and brag and your gifts or your talents, your abilities. They come from God. And I'm going to invest them into the kingdom of God. Whatever it might be. Whatever road it sends me down to as a career, as a job. Could it be that God just wants a one God to be in that crew? God just wants a one God believer to be on, on that particular job. That he wants a one God believer, a man, to witness of his goodness. His grace. How many across this land. Has, it's never crossed their minds. That the talents and skills and abilities they got. Came from God. They just needed somebody to give them a little enlightenment. Little instructions. Look where this comes from. That can turn their world around. To apostolic doctrines. The love of God, the power of God, the grace of God. Folks, this is the greatest life there is to live. Is living for Jesus Christ. Serving Him. Being a vessel of God in this life and in that one to come. Thank God for the gifts. The greatest gift that you and I have ever received has been the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And thank God for that gift that helps us in all the other areas of our lives as we walk with him and serve him and put our confidence in him. Not in our flesh, but in him to be an ever-present help 
in the times of trouble. I've only covered a couple of pages there. There's a lot to this. If you really begin to dig into it, begin to observe it, search it out. Amen. What God has given us. Life, time. Brother Ford, just bumping on some of that this morning, all said and done. Every day is a gift. Let's, let's use a portion of that day to make some investment into the kingdom of God and for our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we love you. Appreciate you today. So thankful for this great congregation, a great host of people that's here today. God, as we ask you to just reach down like only you can do with the powers of your grace and mercy and love to minister unto every soul and every individual in this house this morning. We're going to give you honor and praise and glory for the giftings and the talents and the ability of the great host even in this church. And God, you help us. There's many that has made these investments. And God, you help us to continue to do it and help others, God, and those around us. Help us to be instructors and guides unto them to do the same thing, to make investments into the kingdom of God and the service of our Lord Jesus Christ as we give you the honor and the praise and the glory for all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. It's good to see everybody. 4.30 practice time. God bless you. Sister Mallory. Okay. All right. Easter drama this evening. All the small children. Okay. 4.30. God bless you.